Hello everyone and welcome to the Winging F1 podcast, part British Grand Prix preview, part silly season extravaganza special, part Nigel morning for the Euros, which did not indeed came, come home. They went to Italy, which is very sad. Italy. But, you know, I, I still like Gareth Southgate and I hope Saka's mm. doing okay wherever he is. So, on that melancholic note, Nigel, Eeyore, how are you? Eeyore. Uh, not good. There we go. Oh. That's it. Oh. We missed a chance. Well, yeah, we always miss the chances, though, which is why we haven't won them. Before. Yeah, but we're not going to get that kind of chance again. But anyway, it's, it's, uh, it's coming. It will. We missed a chance. We will. I, we I will. do genuinely think it is we will win in Qatar. I there were so many adverts. Last four weeks, what we didn't happen to. There were so many adverts for Qatar Airways during the penalty shootout that I did just keep thinking about Qatar at that point. Just like, well, you have to qualify first. Let's not get complacent. Well, they're doing sprint qualifying for that as well. <laughs> Wait, who is in our qualifying group? Oh my god, I don't no, know. Just like qualifying group. <laughs> San Marino. <laughs> Um, competition in a year and a half. Yeah, but it's always like San Marino, Montenegro, and Scotland. San Marino is We're doing group, a podcast yeah. about oh, a silly season for oh, driver contracts that will have expired by the time that competition takes place. <laughs> England, Hungary, Albania, Poland, oh, Andorra, oh. San Marino. I'm not that worried. I'm we'll confident. Yeah, we for Poland San Marino. March, I think. So, yeah. anyway, can we please move on? Because I'm. Already quite upset. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. Let's yeah. cheer him um, up, Adam. Let's get to it. Well, By the way, everyone, I'm move Freddy. on by a Brit who may or may not have been in attendance. I saw Lando Norris was at the game, but I don't know if George Russell was. Prince George was, but he's not the same person. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we, we're kind of looking at the silly season. It's not like when we did it last year and had basically the whole grid to fill in. Um, this year we're just kind of picking a few drivers and talking about what we think they'll do next season but I guess also looking a bit more forward as well a bit more into the future and kind of medium term um, futures in F1 what the what we think they are we're going to start with as I said George Russell who there's been rumours that he will be announced as Mercedes second driver slash other driver slash a Mercedes driver for um, 2022. So I'll start with that. What do you both see happening? Do you think he will ascend to the Black Throne? Yes, I think he will. I think he will be at Mercedes next year. There we go. I agree. I think he'll be at Mercedes next year. It feels to me like all the speculation is about now whether it will be announced this weekend at Silverstone or whether it will be announced in the summer break. <laughs> yeah. That seems think- to be what the speculation is about. Just Mercedes, Mercedes scheduling. Can't speak. Mercedes, Mercedes scheduling. Mercedes scheduling. <laughs> Mercedes George scheduling. Russell's Mercedes scheduling dilemma. Oh, this That's is the title really of the podcast. <laughs> be a lot of S's and H's and C's. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you think they will announce it this early? So I don't know. I can kind of see it going, considering we're August, only nine races in. August. Yeah, I have reservations about it being this weekend, but it's just there's so many people who seem absolutely convinced who aren't people you wouldn't trust. They're people I would trust, like people who have would have sources like journalists. Nigel. 
I wouldn't trust Nigel, but that's a whole different thing between us. <laughs> uh, but more I like actual journalists because um, he lives in the flat beneath me, so I'm not allowed to trust him. Like, Surely you do no, trust I'm, him. I'm on the top. I'm, I'm next to you. No, no. There's only one flat on the top of the building. No, no. I swear, because yes, when we because when we went to check, we we, we <laughs> went up the steps. You're both yeah, living in the same flat. flat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but my flat has stairs in it going yeah. upstairs. But uh, you have to go up the steps to get to mine as well. Well, I, I've got massive steps then, I guess. Um, <laughs> are, we, are, we, are we in the same flat? I'm not going to discuss well, my are we in the same address. Bed? Don't say the address. Make sure, because Nigel, you're the kind of person who would just say, oh, this address, and something that I then have to bleep out later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for all of the hate mail that they want to send to Adam, they have to forward it on through us because I have an address. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not the one who um, <laughs> called it. Is, is um, Ricardo the new Alex Alvin? Which has been the the source of most, most dislike fury, yeah. The um, only troll we ever got. But hey, if you do go good. to just go to New Bold Lane and like shout Freddie's name or something, I don't know. Yeah. There <laughs> we go. He said the street yeah. name. Goodness I mean, there's still there's still several houses on it. Um, but wow, yeah, for those who don't know, houses. <laughs> for those who don't know the context, if is I if I Freddie... get arrested, if I get like punched in the face next year, I'm actually going to come to America and like slap you in the face oh, like the film <laughs> that'd be really inefficient it'd be much easier to just wait until I come back to England oh no, no. I, as soon as it happens what visa will you get will you get like a media visa for that will you get like a tourist visa to go a media visa <laughs> is it a visa? military visa you have oh. to technically declare war on America to do it to go and assault someone who's on a visa in America you need to go through like the consulate is this, but is anyway, this going into so, the final thing yeah, for those who don't know, who will be every listener, I imagine, the context is that Freddie and Nigel are living in the in different flats of the same house next year and only yeah. just realised like last week when they've both yeah. had them signed for a few months at least. So, yeah, I find that pretty funny. Most of, most won't be of there. the year, eight months I've signed, I've had that contract signed for. <laughs> Probably similar with That's Nigel. Same. And, yeah, and didn't know you were living together. But I won't be, I'll be in Oklahoma. But I think George Russell, hmm. see, I don't know why they would announce, like there's a whole kind of, so the cynic in me thinks, well, they would announce Lewis in Austria so they could announce George and Silverstone because it seems the best thing to do would be announce Lewis and Silverstone in the first place. So I kind of think they're building up to it. But then also I think, well, why why not just wait till the summer break? What's the point in doing it at Silverstone? It doesn't really matter. But then I kind of, I am an R with myself on that. I would like it to be announced at Silverstone. I think it would be cool if he then goes to like a fan stage with full capacity and then they go, George, well done on your new contract. And everyone gives them a massive cheer. I think that would be cool. And he's like, what? I've got a new contract. I didn't know that. Where is it? No, You're I, saying I, it I Williams. Don't I, I don't see the benefit of waiting until the summer break, though. Exactly. Like, I, I, I think to me, I'd, I, I, I think it would be, to me, it either seems like it would be Silverstone or kind of much later in like September or October because, you know, I guess we are only nine, ten races into the season and I guess that's the only thing. I think like if you're going to, yeah, but I I don't know. It just, if they, if they don't announce it at Silverstone, I'd be surprised if they announced it in the summer break. I'll put it 
that way. As, as long as it that happens for Russell, then I'm sure he won't really care when it's announced. Because yeah. I think he's, I think he's known for a long time anyway that he's going to be there. Personally. But on, I think on that, he's been so coy about it, hasn't he? And yeah. it seems to have given like a little snide remark after every interview, just like, "Oh, good things are coming. Oh, I don't mind if he get points. I'll get some next year." Oh, I'm, I mean, I'm paraphrasing everything he said because I can't remember all his interviews. But um, he definitely did an Instagram post um, over the weekend where he's cleaning a Mercedes and says, look after the things you love. And we're just like, oh, either he's the biggest suck up trying to get the seat or he's already got it. And he's just being like, he oh, knows. Oh, to he everybody. Knows. He knows. He knows. So on, on that, what do you think, like, as a percentage chance... How certain are you that he will sign there? Ninety-eight point five. Sixty-six. Really? Yes, because F one teams inherently aren't that risky sometimes. See, that's that's particularly with like... particularly with young drivers. Yeah. See, I'd been thinking similar. To be honest, I was thinking like sixty percent or something like that. Yeah, maybe sixty percent's not quite there. So yeah, probably like two thirds, sixty-six percent. Yeah, that's what I was going about for. Right. That, yeah, it kind of it feels twice as likely that he will sign his Bottas. Will effectively. Yeah, um, exactly. But yeah, and if that does happen, then that leaves Bottas out on the on the street, jobless, and Williams without a driver. Without a driver's mm-hmm. partners, Nicholas Latifi. Um, <laughs> so, Nigel, you don't think it will be Bottas, do you? Uh, no, I don't. I was hoping you'd expand on that, but who do you think it will be? <laughs> Sorry, I just stopped in the right <laughs> ass. Uh, I think Bottas in 2022 will be at Alfa Romeo. I think. Oh, that's a hell of a shout. I think Bottas oh. alongside not Raikkonen. I think Raikkonen. Imagine if it's Raikkonen. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure who he will be alongside, but I think that's where Bottas will be. Interesting. We were going to be discussing Alfa Romeo later on, so we can discuss his teammate in a bit. I think. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. With the Bottas conundrum, I mean. It feels like if there's any driver that we would be welcomed into Williams with open arms, it would be Valtteri Bottas. Because he was from their junior academy. He led that team to third place in the constructors twice. Um, and to many, quite a few podiums, to be honest. And if there's any team that would happily welcome him back, I guess it would be that team. But I don't know. There has been, you know, there's been a a regime change there since he was last there, obviously. But I don't know. Would you take a winning driver over a junior driver? Probably. Nigel, what is your kind of logic for placing him at Alfa Romeo? Or is there any, any logic? Or is, do you think it's a hunt? Is it? Good question. Uh, I don't really have much logic to that, really. I just don't, I don't think he'll go back to Williams. I just think Alfa Romeo, I think they're going to like... There's, there was talk about them going back to Sauber, but I think they're going to stay as Alfa Romeo uh, with like oh, okay. man, well, kind of manufactured backing. And I think they'll want a winning driver. In fact, thinking about it more, I think they're going to change the whole driver lineup. Uh, but yeah, it's just 
It's just, it's not a guess, it's just a hunch. Mm. Is a hunch not a guess inherently? I don't, I don't know. I just don't that's see too, like, that's I don't see him off gun. the grid. So I, it kind of leaves me with that, really. Do you think he would turn down Williams? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. I, I can understand that. I think, what do you think? Um, I don't normally know. Um, I think the <laughs> main issue is... I do, I do too much of it. Um, the main issue oh. kind of seems to be that, like, those are the two extremes that you've got. Um, Alpine are all booked up. Uh, Red Bull seem to be in a pretty comfortable position. Aston are, because they've got Seb locked down, and Lance Stroll seat is technically available, but I'd be very surprised if Lance Stroll wasn't in it. Um, Ferrari obviously uh, um, got both of their drivers in. So it kind of then boils down to, yeah, like the teams at the back of the pack and hats have got Mazepin and Schumacher under contract anyway. So they're just kind of, there's there's no one in the mid-pack really that he can go to, which is then why you kind of end up with, yeah, it's like, it's a, gonna, I feel like it's going to be a big fall from grace or whatever, because he's, gonna, and he's oh, yeah. either going to be yeah. off the grid yeah. or yeah. the back marker. Adam, I, I know I you've been a big... To... Oh, go on. I was just going to say to Adam, I know you've been a big believer of Bottas being the perfect driver at Red Bull for the past few years. Do you think... Red Bull, if they've got a choice between Perez and Bottas, and they'd stick with Perez, do you reckon they'd snap up Bottas? Or do you think it's a like-for-like match, so there's not much point? Yeah, I, th- I think take Perez. Like, based off what he's done this season, I mm-hmm. think... I'd, I'd, I'm probably more sure of that than um, Russell going to Mercedes and ousting Bottas in the first place, really. I kind of I don't see what there would be to gain out of taking Bottas over Perez when Perez has been so strong. So far, unless you like punch his helmet, Marco or something, you know, it'd be great on drive to survive. But I'm quite sure Bottas will be on the grid because I, I think the amount of times drivers say, Oh, why don't you go to Fondry or IndyCar and then you can win races there and stuff? But then, but we see when the with these top drivers, they like to just stay with F1, they're kind of, kind of a bit like Hulkenberg, even though they. You might not be in a winning car. They, there's something about F1, whether it's the money or whatever, and he just kind of money. stay there. And I think Bottas has done more than enough that someone or some team will take him up. I think it's because for most most of these drivers, it's kind of what they've grown up following, and yeah, you know, it's kind of that's that. Oh, it's the, the dream, isn't dream. it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think if there wasn't such a lockdown situation in Haas they're both the multi-year deals Schumacher and Mazepin I kind of think Haas would really benefit from someone like Bottas out of the team I mean obviously he's got a high higher market fee than they could hope for but with so much funding coming from Dimitri Mazepin I wouldn't be surprised if he would put money in to that team to get someone like Bottas there um, but I don't know that's my hunch for it but I don't think it will happen so it's not a hunch. It's a it's a, a working theory. Well, also, if you were Bottas, like, surely Haas would be the kind of your least favoured team based off what we've It's the worst seen. time to be looking for a team, isn't it? Because yeah. 2022 just could be completely awful or completely brilliant or just completely mediocre. 
you have no idea what's going to happen. And Agreed. budget cap has just made that even more ridiculous. So who knows? But mm-hmm. it really would just, just determine a, a team's intention if they want Bottas. And I don't think he's a bad driver to, to choose. I think in any team apart from Mercedes, he would be performing fantastically just because he's up against Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Maybe Red Bull as well, actually. Um, but... <laughs> and maybe Alpine. Um... <laughs> <laughs> That's like, uh, I don't know. I think you're performing very well at Alpine. But anyway. Um, Sorry. Sorry. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's you know, what, 50, pe- 50 people, Nigel, ag- aggressively attacked this podcast to road, like the entire um, like Italian national team. Um, Esteban Ocon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, it's actually, that's 12. And subs. And um, <laughs> trainers and um, Roberto Mancini. Are you counting each individual trainer or counting a pair as one? Oh, pair. Um, but like apples, <laughs> bananas, passion fruits. I like a passion fruit. Oh, that's like a Tinder bio. Um, yeah, mo- moving on. My Tinder bio is I like F1, so prepare to be bored. And I think it's quite good. That would work really well if you worked for a tunnelling um, company. A tunnelling company? Yeah, I like, I that's like... why it's boring the hole. Oh. I mean, I'm not a mole. <laughs> not even people who work for tunnelling companies. <laughs> there goes a whole like, when, when, they, when they did the English Channel, they didn't just have a crew of moles working on it. <laughs> Famously, French moles and English moles really don't get on. Uh, um, the English made it further when they did the channel because of the geological difficulties. So French were tunneling oh, through harder rock or boring through harder rock. Anyway, we're getting slightly off topic, which is probably going to happen a lot this episode. It's um, already so happened Freddie, too much this episode. <laughs> yes. So, Freddie, where do you think Bottas will be next season? Williams. And Nigel, you think Alpha? Uh, I think he could... Aston Martin development role. No, I've changed my mind. He's going to be an Aston Martin development driver. I was about to say, I think he could be out. I think he could like take a year out, but equally he could be in Williams. I'll go Williams. Why not? If, yeah, if he yeah, does, yeah. What, what do you think of that lineup from Williams? Because it's kind of, it doesn't feel like there's much room for growth in that you've no, got Latifi, who's a young driver, but not that young by young driver standards and kind of hasn't age. yeah hasn't kind of shown much development over his time and then you've got Bottas who seems to be kind of you know plateauing in his career but it's still that's a, great lineup. I think that's a very good lineup personally if you that think? if that happened yeah you've got funding from one driver if yeah. Latifi stays if Latifi stays we don't know about that but if, if he's got funding from Latifi and you've got intellectual mind from Bottas that has come from the world champion team um, but well a world championship winning team uh, we don't know what's going to happen this year maybe Rebel will be the champion team but you've got that intelligence coming from Bottas it can't be too um, poor to have that level of recent knowledge I think I'd put that on a level with Aston Martin this year I think 
and put that okay yeah sure i mean yeah Which is, need to, i don't know like, we don't need to rank it like that i don't think we can just see if it happens and i think oh as a, a swaps seems work quite well anyway just logistically and like you've got like what Kovalainen and Alonso back in 2007 and 8 and that kind of thing just that kind of move <laughs> um, Kovalainen was fantastic yeah yeah well yeah he was good at Renault um, <laughs> he left um, so maybe Bottas would be fantastic at Williams but um, well who knows I think yeah I think there's not really much more to say is there is it kind of like Bottas is decent um, he would be positive to any team he probably is picked up by if he's picked up by a team because of what he can bring which is to be fair a lot of speed yeah not the jerk I'll just point that out um, yeah moving on since Nigel mentioned them to Alfa Romeo I, they, they're in a really weird position I think last season I predicted that they changed both their drivers probably I mean Wadi Hunt is ridiculous as both drivers are pretty average Pretty average at best. I mean, I don't know what they were thinking when that happened. And if they do it again, like I will literally lose my marbles. You, you what? You're not mad? <laughs> no. You have to gather them all at first, like put them back in, and then lose them again. I yeah. have some marbles on the floor at the moment that I dropped the other day. Yeah, there right, we go. So, yeah. What, what was your question? Who's going to be Great. at Alpha? Audio, yeah, uh, fundamentally. I've been, I've been Bottas and Porcher. Ooh, that's a very interesting lineup. And that would that be is. a fantastic lineup if that happened. I think Porcher is going to be the ILOTS train of Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But I am really biased towards Peter, so yeah. Why? Just general liking of him. Yeah. He likes the, I guess. the, the hair. I, I can't remember what he looks Tell like. Tell your hair. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think. Mm, yeah, pink hair for a bit. How's he doing for Super? Actually, he should be fine, shouldn't he? Because he did well last year. Second oh, there's a long way to go in the season. So. Long way to go in F2. Um, and he's broken his wrist, so who knows? But um, <laughs> yeah, but he's racing at Silverstone, so well, yeah. Gaps between the races, you could break. Yeah, you can yeah break we don't talk about fine. that, or else uh-huh. I will get really angry. <laughs> You'll get go angry. on, just let no. yourself go. Well, we're moving I, I on did, to spring qualifying later, in... Nigel. Keep it involved oh. until we get there. Um, <laughs> and also, I'm going to do it. There's a quiz between you and Adam, which is also going to be basically pot luck. So I think you're going to really enjoy that. Um, yeah. Alfa Romeo. I'll give my opinion to Alfa Romeo um, before Nigel shoots someone. Um, but, well, Bottas and Porcher seems like a really fantastic lineup to have, but it seems also like quite an unrealistic one in my mind. Um, <laughs> yeah. I um, agree. <laughs> um, I kind of feel like because they've stuck to their guns on average lineups over the years. Ericsson was there <laughs> however long. NASA was there for a bit. Um, they kept Gutierrez for a second year back in the day, did Sauber. So they're really... They you know, have um, not... Sutil and Gutierrez. Yeah, exactly. They did. Um, 2014. <laughs> yeah. 
they seem to love an average lineup. So I kind of feel like if they're going to bring in a rookie, they'll bring in one who sort of everyone's saying is just, you know, he's there, he's hanging around. He's around Calum the block. Would suit that role exactly. Mm. You you cut off my big introduction. Oh, um, I, say, <laughs> I, I heard the word average, so I had to jump in. Yeah, well, I was getting there. But Callum Isla is going to be in that seat, I think, alongside a returning Antonio Giovinazzi. Oh. Sorry, it's... Nigel. I'll buy you yeah, super an, Italian, an Italian, really. The super license you can get over three years, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Yes, it is. So Porsche Ooh. basically needs three who's Adam, points. Who's Adam going to sign? Okay. Oh. Oh no! I was just updating on that. That Porsche needs three points, which is a top ten finish. John Eric Verne is yeah, going to be driving for Alfa Romeo. Yeah, he didn't have a good race in the Formula, unless I was watching a repeat, which is also possible. I watched it, Adam. So thanks. Well, he didn't start. Well, there were but, two yeah. races, so Adam, yeah, potentially right. right and potentially wrong. I've seen the first that, one. That's <laughs> true. The second one. Well, then you, know that he came, one. you know that he came second in the first one. So um, yeah. <laughs> that's a good race. Yeah. <laughs> well, it must be in the second one, right? So, um, <laughs> it's also like, why didn't they do it in like New York, New York? Like, why didn't they just do it in an industrious, industrial estate? A, cheaper. B, can actually happen there. C, you've got the skyline. You cut out for me for the A and B points. So, but I didn't I, cut out for me, so it's fine. Um, well, that's that's fine. We will be uh, in A cheaper. B, it's actually got the space to do it. And C, you've got the skyline of New York and that kind of thing. And shutting down New York is never going to happen. Well, Realism. what we live in. Yeah. Anyway. A real one. I've got to figure out my lineup. Yeah, I know. You've procrastinated enough by trying to figure out Poor chairs, super license points. I mean, you're going to have to say Wamal Guerrero, Bu- aren't you? Bonucci. Oh, sorry. Killing <laughs> and Bonucci. <laughs> they would fit. They'd have to make the car. But they're not attacking drivers. They're too defensive. All right, oh, I, can gen- I can genuinely see. I guess it depends if they stay as average. Alpha. Although, although no, because doesn't <laughs> won't Ferrari have a? Well, Ferrari can activate. A uh, seat anyway, can't they? They can keep Activate one. Schwartzman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I can see Giovinazzi and Raikkonen again. I'm not even going to lie. Oh, no. I can see it. I can see it. I genuinely can't. I'm saying Callum Island more out of hope, to be honest. Yeah. Who was your other one? Giovinazzi. Okay. Wow. Um, I couldn't say Bottas because he's going to Williams. No, he's not. He's going to Aston Martin as a development role. Equally, I hope for the hybrid option of um, Bottas and Raikkonen. Do do you guys, hear me out, do you guys think Latifi is a good idea for Alfa Romeo? No. No. Okay. (laughs) No, no, neither do I. No. Okay. (laughs) Well, that was quick. What about Alfonso Chellis Jr.? Well, we've done about half an hour. What happened to him? <laughs> um, Nico Hulkenberg, he's a guy who's on the sidelines. Oh, sh- yeah. He's Got been apparently, he's, he's actually been rumoured for the Williams seat. Um, as has Kvyat, which is an interesting one. I think Kvyat would be, a, I think Kvyat oh, would be a good one for Alfa Romeo. 
Would you take um, Hulkenberg over Bottas, though? I would. No. No. I wouldn't. Well, I don't know. Hulkenberg would be cheaper. That's true. They've got a budget cap anyway. As, as two salary drivers, as two salary drivers, Hulkenberg will be a cheaper one because he's not he's not tenth he's on the all-time podium list like Bottas is. He's, he's not on last on yeah. the all-time podium list. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> With Wait, did Suttle get a podium? No, Suttle didn't get a podium, but oh, Nico Hulkenberg did more races without a podium than Suttle. So that's oh, why he's behind Suttle on that list. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, I think they're, they're two interesting chats, actually. You kind of forget the drivers, especially this year more than any other, you kind of forget the drivers that are out. Out of the two, then, Hulkenberg and Kvyat, which he has more of a chance of getting onto the grid? Oh, Kvyat, he's like a bad penny, isn't he? He's rejoined that grid, the F1 grid like 40 times. It's bonkers. Like, he keeps getting other chances. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets another chance. Are, are pennies I mean, he deserves it more. He deserves it more than Albon. Goodness sake, Nigel. I, I disagree with that statement. Um, why? Kvyat's only got one more podium than Albon what, in what? his career. I mean, yeah, why does he deserve it more than Albon? Oh, no, I bet in the past. Well, no, but now, we're talking about this silly season. Yeah, now. Oh, no, think... yeah, Albon, Albon could return, you know. It wouldn't surprise me if he did. Yeah. I'd love it if it happened. That's nice. That's that's a good positive note to move on to the next discussion point of this podcast. Is it, is it or is it just Nigel would be glad it happens so that he gets another year of slandering Alex Alvin? Nigel will carry on in this mood that he's in now if um, Alex <laughs> Alvin comes back and he won't ever change. That's the thing. Like, ugh, Alex Alvin. <laughs> Give two fingers up to the, to, the, to the sky to say, goodness sake, God. Why have you allowed this to happen again? Um, I quite like him. I think he's a nice guy. I do as well, yeah. I was no, talking about you. <laughs> 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 um, well, seeing as we're on this topic, Alpha <laughs> Towery, the other Alpha, uh, um, the only other team, um, along with Alpha Romeo, and who haven't There are tons of teams on the grid. Either of their drivers yet. So... <laughs> Do we think that there's going to be a change there? If so, what change? Where? What, what do you What do you both see in that area? I see no change at Alpha Tauri. I agree with that. Yeah, Big so Gasly's too good to let go, and everything they say about Yuki Tsunoda is, "Oh, he'll be good in six years' time." So let's he keep will. him. He will. Yeah. Yeah, he probably will. So it's fair enough. <laughs> so that's I think. <laughs> I don't see any difference to that. And also, um, for a team that's so built on marketing, Gasly and Sonoda have been so fantastic in that team's marketing. Like You always are seeing like, Gasly and Sonoda in little videos and stuff. I don't know if you guys have seen the yeah. TikToks they share on Twitter but and Instagram. They sh- and, and, well, and TikTok, but you guys don't do that. But like they share them all over the place and they actually get Pierre and Yuki to do them and it's fantastic. And yeah. I think from a marketing perspective, Yuki and Pierre are two fantastic drivers to keep. Yes. Yeah. And no I mean, Jovanazzi and Kimi Raikkonen marketing rides. And, um, you know, obviously Sonoda's got the Japanese aspect for marketing potential there. And More sushi, which is good. But another untapped market for F1 is Estonia. 
which Ooh. they would be able to tap into if Yuri Vips came in. And he's wow. probably the highest ranked Red Bull junior. Lawson, surely. I think Lawson, Lawson superseded him. I agree. Every day of the week. Monday, Tuesday. Every day of the week, I'd have Lawson. Lawson has been mighty, probably the most Friday. impressive driver in F2 this year for me, I'd say. Mm. Saturday, Sunday. Freddie <laughs> still is naming, naming days of the week. Okay. I've but run do, out of days of the week. Well, I can't think do, of any more. There's only seven. can't think of an eight. I mean, you know, Christmas Day. Flying, I mean, you, you see more of F2 than I do, but you know, he's flying high in the championship and he's won the last two races. But I think, that? yeah, what makes Liam sort of stand out to I think Nigel and I is that the he's, done it all in, he's done it in, yeah, the alliteration. Um, it makes it easier the, to remember. I, I will die on that hill. That is a motor racing hill that I will die on. The fact that more people remember Liam Lawson because of his alliteration than most, yeah, of but the, no one remembers Scott Speed. Um, I do. Yeah, fair enough. Um, <laughs> you clearly do as well. <laughs> yeah. Not for the right reasons. Um, <laughs> no, the, the, the wrong, it's wrong reasons, and the wrong reasons are his name is alliteration. Oh, I remember because he's a horrible guy, I think. Um, nah, that's what you think. Anyway, you okay. had a point to this. Yeah, well, right. Lawson has done everything in his rookie season. In F3, it was his rookie season. He was winning races and fighting very well with the top drivers of that championship. And it's the same in Formula 2. So, why not look at that and think, well, this is the reason we like Dukey, so why not? Why hesitate on Liam Lawson? Yuri Vips has been messed win. around a bit, to be fair, but, yeah. For me, you, you won at Monaco in the wet, which was extraordinary, only to get the score five, which was pretty stupid again. Uh, so, and I think that, that's when he really stood out. And also, the first race in, or first weekend in Bahrain, he was excellent too, and we know how difficult that track is with with the tyres and stuff. So for a rookie to be thrown in, first race, limited testing, 45, minute, 45 minutes of practice, I think that says quite a lot about how good he is. And as Trendy said, it, it is rookie seasons to be doing that in F3 and F2. That's what makes you stand out as a junior. I think he's done that more than Vips for me. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, to be... When I said the standout I, or the kind of foremost Red Bull driver, I was saying that because of his position in the championship rather than kind of an opinion on either of them. But yeah, I and mean... What his name stands for, which is very important person. <laughs> He's got a super... Uh, Lawson's got his super licence too, and I don't think Vips has. Could be wrong. I don't know. Well, Vips basically had a year just sort of milling around doing nothing last year because he couldn't get to Japan to do Super Formula. <laughs> So he yeah, sort of stepped like, in for a bit and other things, uh, Formula yeah, so, and Euro Cup or whatever, and Formula Two. So mm-hmm. Vips is on a mission this year, and he's doing—he is doing a good job. You're right; his back, his Baku performance was fantastic. Um, and but so Liam Lawson's been good all over the place, and yeah, I think if if it comes to that, there is a headache later down the line with Vips and Lawson, but I think we can wait till 2023 for that. Need a third uh, junior team in F1 or sister team. <laughs> we need lots of teams in F1, but that's a whole different debate. Yeah. Yes, and like we said, with Estonia, a massive market there down in New Zealand that Lawson would help capture. When was the last Kiwi driver in F1? Hartley. 
Oh yes, <laughs> not long ago. Um, yeah, I've completely forgotten about him, which probably says all you need to know. Um, so on on both of those two, what do you think their kind of chances are? Do you think that it's most well? It seems most likely that they'll stay another year in F two. Sidelines for a bit, really. I think, yeah. yeah, chipping away at maybe having a seat, but that's that's all I can really see with it. There's such a long way to go in F2 that I can't really give you an answer because there's, I mean, it's going to be another four or five months, I reckon, and we still won't know who's got who's going to be in Alpha Tower, perhaps, uh, or whether Lawson or Vips or whatever have got a seat. So I just think it's generally it's a bit cliche, but I think it's. T- Two early days, I think. Yeah, Two very I early mean, days. Cliche. That's the yeah, that's good. I was trying to find a cliche and shoot pun for Nigel's name, and I found it. Um, as a wider point, Nigel gives a thumbs up to the camera. As a wider point, um, Pierre Gasly, what kind of? Where do you see him more long term? <laughs> Freddie, you're going to have to answer this because Nigel's on mute. Um, where do where do you see? Um, Pierre Gasly kind of longer term because kind of it uh, again it doesn't seem like he's got a future at Red Bull but equally Alpha Tauri especially now with this rebrand they seem to be functioning a bit more as a separate team and that's combined with pushing into the midfield more this year well you've answered my my you've given my answer there with um, Alpha <laughs> Tauri um, you've answered my question no <laughs> you've answered your answer You've answered your own my question answer. towards myself. Um, me was going to discuss and say that the reasons of Alpha Tauri being a separate team. Um, so, yeah. So, I agree with what you were saying on Alpha Tauri basically rebranding itself and becoming a separate team. I think in future years, um, they're going to be allowed to sort of run, hopefully, in more of a concurrent nature to Red Bull than they have been in the past. By this budget cap is going to essentially mean... Red Bull are going to have two teams running on similar budgets, which yeah. isn't a bad thing. And I don't see any driver better than Pierre Gasly to lead that team for the next couple of years, to be honest. Yeah, I think my answer for that is, again, I don't know. It depends on what the pecking order is next year. It really does. You're going to really like the quiz, Nigel, when you don't know anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> Maybe that is the answer, though. That's the only true answer, is it? Nigel? I mean, That'd be the tiebreak. What does Nigel know? Be... If you think about Gasly, he could Doesn't. end up at literally any team on the grid, I think. In like in, in two or three years, he mm. could be at any of these 10 teams, I think. That's what I think. So oh, Red anyone. Bull. I, I, I genuinely think, I think Red Bull's probably the only one that you can make a case for. Which is interesting because mm. it's also the one that would be the one Least. you could probably make yeah. the most case for because of just the contractual position and so on. But yeah, that's yeah, that's just the Red Bull Gasly situation. Yeah, the yeah. Red Bull Gasly I think he's situation. Nah. We can play that jingle next time we talk about him as well. Um, yeah, I think I don't know. He's probably he's probably at AlphaTauri at the right time for this situation, though. I think it'd been a few years back, then he might have been shuffled out a bit quicker. But we don't know. We, as as Nigel said, we do not. No. Anyone else you want to talk about or anything else you want to talk about not relating to the British Grand Prix? Um, I don't have anything else 
to say? I would say actually maybe, I don't know. Robert Schwartzman was going to be touted a lot this year, um, but we haven't seen anything with that. And maybe the ship has sailed on that for the Ferrari Junior Academy um, for Robert Schwartzman, but who knows? There's a nice little sentence for you of a thing. The only other thing I've got to say is there'll be a, when is yes as the F2 season goes on, there'll be a lot of people saying, Oh, they should get this person in who's just won the race, or the person who's leading the championship, or you should be in the seat. No, they shouldn't. None of them are good mm. enough apart from two or three three of the drivers on the grid. It's not gonna happen. Real changes next year. Probably only one driver at best, maybe two, will get from F2 will be on the grid next year. Do you not want to do a silly season podcast, Nigel? <laughs> this, this is. <laughs> Should have told That's us two hours ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we could have made it, it all about sprint my, races. You'd opinion. have loved that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think. Uh, I'm just being realistic. Many... I mean, look how I'm... many drivers get pro- get promoted over like the last twenty years. You know. I think last season kind of has damaged that as well because what did we get three up yeah. this year? Yeah, I feel like I'm missing three up in 2019. Yeah, as well. but it's it by by that very nature, if there's just kind of not those spots and that those those three up as well. There's um, Sonoda who's a Red Bull junior, and then Mazepin who's the pay driver and. Schumacher, who's the Ferrari junior protege, so it kind of they they it's feel kind of the kind seven of stereotype. That they 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 it feels like they feel the kind of stereotype for where there be holes in the grid, you know, open this year that they've kind of filled that. So, yeah, it's kind of my view on it. But yeah, right. Well, we will move on as Freddie has intimated a couple of times to talking about this weekend, the British Grand Prix, which Freddie you're going to. I think yes, I will be there. Which be where, where can people look out for you in the look? Yeah, sign autographs ready to all your fans. Yeah, um, I will be in the Beckett's grandstand. I think. Um, oh, that's the big tall one. <laughs> yes, scary. Oh, it's all right. I'm okay with heights now. I used to be bad, but I'm okay with heights. Um, and yes, I will also be camping. So if you see me camping. Very rude of you to come and disturb me. Yeah. Take photographs of him secretly and then send them to us at Nigel C Journal or at the, or at Adam Dickinson 01. Yes. That would be hilarious, actually, but it won't happen. <laughs> or at Winging It F1 on Twitter. Yeah. All of those are our Twitters. Um, at Fred Coast 1999 as well. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to yeah. send them to you. You're already in the photo. <laughs> you, what if they want to meet know. up with me? What if they want to be friends? Oh, I'm just thinking of some of the fantastic photos from last time me and Freddie were out, but not going to go into that now. Um, the oh, I've come, yeah. So, what are you are you going to be dressing up as, like a orange or a banana or a Mercedes? Or it's not a stag do. Um, I might be. Oh, it's cricket, and people go that dressed up. People go to F1. Yeah, dressed up as. Um, I don't know. I'm packed, mate. I mean, I might just wear clothes in it. Um, I've got. <laughs> I, yeah, so. I, got it. I took that as red, really. <laughs> I've got a quadrant bucket hat that I'm going to wear, um, which I got at Goodwood, which I'll now wear at Silverstone, and will wreck everyone else in the fashion stakes. 
oh, until someone makes it see. off my head. Because it's quite easy to do that with a bucket hat. It's, it's gone. Just a little, little grab. It's like the claw thing you get in um, motorway service stations. Yeah, that'd be cool. Imagine if they had that and then they just picked up fans as they went along all their hats. Traffic cones? People probably dress up as traffic cones. Anyway, sprint oh, was someone dressed up as a traffic cone at Goodwood, actually. Kept oh, walking past right. him, like always walked past him. Were they actually a traffic cone? It was, was their like function. They were actually a stag do. Um, was, was their function to like, I don't know, like mark out the course the cars. cars had to go around? If they did, um, they were really annoying because they kept moving around. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, sprint races, what are both... Nigel, you can go first. What? what... This will be pissing. Take it away. What do you think of, of sprint races? I do not like sprint races. And what is going to happen? One of one of three things will happen. Either the, the sprint race itself will be really boring, or the main race itself will be really boring, or both races will be really boring. I am almost sure both races won't be won't be exciting because I just think the nature of it it, it it's gonna there's going to be consequences which they haven't thought about. Things like, say, George Russell qualifies in 10th or something, but then he's going to fall back to 17th or whatever in the sprint race, and then for some day he's going to start there. So then he won't be able to hold on, and he's unlikely to score points. So, so that thing about qualifying performance versus race performance, it kind of hands it onto a plate or puts more, a lot more emphasis onto race performance. So then those standout things that we see on the, on in qualifying with Leclerc or Russell or whatever, or even at, at the front with Red Bull and Mercedes with different uh, race pace and qualifying pace. I just, I think it's going to be a bit of a procession, quite frankly. And so my expectations are low is my overall conclusion. Just just to play devil's advocate, like if, if you get one exciting race and one boring race, that's feels like a bit of a win anyway just like you know last season bar the last few laps of the um, yes British but it's Grand much Prix. better to have an exciting core fine and then and an exciting race i think qualifying will still be yeah. exciting yes yeah, so i don't i think there is a fourth opportunity for it to be two exciting races because at the end of the day what yeah. it is is just an extension to the race and yeah race performance will um, decide things, but race performance is always going to decide things. Like you can't escape race performance by just doing by by so by tried. saying, by like yeah, by saying oh there's an extra 15 laps. Yeah, cool. There's an extra 15 Remember laps. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. But I think about like, last year's British Grand Prix, the first 48 laps before houses yeah. puncture and all the punctures. Yeah, I know exactly. You can have a boring race really boring. wherever you are. <laughs> that's the so kind I, of thing. Yeah, but I think, I think that's what's cards. going to happen again. I think that's what's going to happen again. Oh, I think there's a real is, is that. Is that the point? Like, if it does happen again, that's not necessarily the point of the sprint race. Then that's just like a boring. I think it's naive to just think it's all going to be shit. Like, like you can't just say it's going to be like really bad with this kind of thing. Because what is it? It's just a race that's a bit longer. That's kind of it. And yeah, it just gives more opportunity for things to even out. But we still get bonkers res- results in Formula One and that kind of thing. There's still opportunities in an ordinary length race for things to be an upset. So why? 
like with I still see the point more, of it though. Fifteen laps still... more with a different, entirely different way of using tires. So you can have what... a stint which you can just entirely push on it, that kind of thing. You don't need to be preserving for tire life to make the stint longer, that kind of stuff. There's so many different. Yeah, there isn't a point to it. Not going to push. There isn't a point to anything. Push. There's no point to F1 fundamentally. Well, we don't know if they're going to push. That's the kind of thing. If someone goes on a soft tire, maybe they won't push. If someone goes on a medium tire, maybe they can just then push. Everyone's going to start on the same tires, I'm pretty sure. But you're pretty sure. We don't know. There are variables. We may as well have optimism yeah, for it and just think about clever, it. These teams are clever, aren't they? They're going to work out the yeah, optimal strategy. We're not. We don't know anything about it. it. Well, they'll work out the optimal strategy, but then they still always do something different in the races. Like someone yeah, will start there's hard no tires, pit stop, so there's nothing different you can do. No, but that's the thing. There are things they can do because there's still three different tyre options. You can even do like an F2 strategy if you want to. I'm sure you can. If you just do like really push hard and try and do an alternate, bring into a pit stop into it. in the sprint race. We don't know what it's going to be like. You know, no one's going to pit in the sprint race unless you crash or have a puncture. Exactly. So it gives opportunities to different variables which you've not seen in a way to set the grid. If someone has to crash or get a puncture, then they can come out later on and maybe do something different or interesting. Who knows? I mean, we don't know what they're going to do with safety cars or red flags and that, because it's so much shorter. A safety car is of going to be we way don't know. more impactful. Well, yeah, you're absolutely right. We don't know, but it's just what I think will happen. Yeah, well, I think it's a bit... Don't, you know, don't... Don't count your eggs with a batch. That kind I mean, of thing. I'm going with an open mind, but I just... I don't... No, you're not. not. <laughs> no, I actually <laughs> boring. But I, well, I mean, I'm wrong. I, I go into every F1 race kind of thinking this could be absolutely insane and it could be boring. And I think this is the same because it's the same formula as a normal F1 race. So it still has the potential for all the chaos you get from a normal F1 race. I don't think it is the same formula. I think it's completely different. I think it's, it's going to be the first two laps might be good. Right, yes, well we're taking. But because of people being on the same tyres, you're not going to get that strategic elements which i think f1 thrives on as we've seen this year multiple times especially in the pit stop phases and then even if there is a bit of overtaking in the sprint race you're not going to get that pace difference in the main race because everyone's going to be in order of what the pace is and then there's going to be a bit pretty dull i think they're always in the main order of their pace really aren't they Oh, no, because yeah, I think that qualifying okay. and race difference. I mean, look at Alpha Tauri, for instance. They usually qualify well, but then they're not so good in race or whatever. But that's the thing. There's a whole different... They normally aren't so good in the race. Like, look at Austria, for instance, because they had to start on soft tyres. didn't have that um, that freedom. They'll, have a, they'll be a different level of freedom for the start I'll, of the races for those teams who really maybe like. are higher then. What I really like about it is that you get free tyre choice on the Sunday on the main race. I think that's a massive, massive positive, and that could make the main race more exciting, I think. I'll jump in. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I just I hope drivers take risks. I think that's it. I hope they kind of do buy into it, because if they go into it with just the mentality of, oh, well, I just want to defend whatever position I've got in from qualifying and just, you know, keep here, then it will be dull and it will kind of be a self-fulfilling prophecy. But I think especially if there's different weather for one of the sessions, at least one of the sessions, or and or we get drives out of position in uh, qualifying, qualifying, and then, you know, having to, having to mix that up, I think 
that could be a formula for some interesting racing. And I'm glad F1 are trying it. And that's the, that's the thing. Like, I'd, I'd, I'd rather see them try it. And then, like you said, Freddie, we can find out for certain. And, you know, it, and I think even if it is a dual race or an exciting race, not just viewing that in isolation, I think looking at how how the Duller Exciting Race came about. And yeah, I think it's it's the right time to be experimenting and, you know, it'll be get to watch some more wheel-to-wheel action or more racing action rather than qualifying action or practice actually because that's the thing it does it comes in for practice that's kind of a, in terms of sessions what we're losing so that's yeah. my view on it yeah but, you're right yeah thank you i'm being too negative oh you can tell england lost um so <laughs> the, the the other um thing i guess to talk about is is this race a must win for hamilton and mercedes i think it is yeah, I think it is. I mean, five races, they haven't won since the start of May, have they, the Spanish Grand Prix? No, that's nearly t- over two months ago. So I, I think Sheffield. <laughs> I think I think for momentum for the title race, I think they have to. And, and this is a, a track in the past, at least, that would have suited, suited Mercedes down to the ground. I'd always said that about France. Well, they were faster. Uh, <laughs> or maybe not. Uh, so I think, yeah, it's a must it's a must win because if, if he loses Hamilton, he's at least 39, if not more points behind. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's that kind of thing. Like the potential for the gap to grow so much, like, yeah, like you say, at least 39 points behind. It could be more. We don't know how how Hamilton's going to perform or how Verstappen's going to perform. Like, if, if Hamilton's in third, it becomes even more. And yet, we won't have seen a points differential bigger than like 48 points or something since 2016 but that can be closed and we know that can be closed and yeah but it for the momentum of the season it is a must win and there are some upgrades that were in the pipeline that are mm. going to be coming but I mean that seems to be the case for Red Bull all the time they don't stop with upgrades but they never have um, so we're not I don't really know yeah because I do think there's so much time left, if need be, that yeah. a must-win is a really hard thing to say. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if if he didn't win, say Verstappen won or Perez won even, it would be six races in a row, Red Bull have won. I'm just thinking how long, you know, has that, when was the last time, say Hamilton, if he was to win the championship, when was the last time the championship winner won having not won for six races, if that makes sense. Mm. Well, that must be quite a while. Like 80s, maybe. 2012. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But also, probably, um, you look at the swings in 2016, um, when it was Mm. Hamilton-Rosberg, Rosberg would have like four wins, then nothing for a bit, then four wins, nothing for a bit. And And that seemed to be how it was for him. And, there, there are momentum swings, and I think if there is a need to win, it's to bring a momentum swing towards Mercedes. But it's a weird time to bring a momentum swing, which is so close to the summer break. We've got Silverstone and, and Hungary, and then we're off until the end of August. So, like, in terms of momentum for a must-win, it's, it's the hardest one to actually build any momentum from, I'd yeah. say. I'd but. Agree. That's me trying to psychologically evaluate it because, yeah, Red Bull did have the better car in Austria. But like we said, like you said, Nigel, 
they were one and a half laps off winning in France. So something can happen. Mm. Something can happen. And we, we I think we're a bit think negative on it. I think, I think right, it'll be close this weekend. There's a lot of negativity around the Mercedes, and I think they will be faster than, and close to the Rebel than they were in Austria. I do. Come on, Mercedes. Yeah. On. Make both too. races exciting. Come on. So, le- leading on from that, who? what are your predictions for pole, sprint race winner, and race winner? Verstappen's going to win all three. <laughs> I'm going to go. Uh, I don't know who's. Okay, I'll, I'll go. Um, Hamilton, Verstappen, Hamilton. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Oh, Lewis Hamilton to Lewis Hamilton mm. to qualify on the first of the sprint race, and then so Verstappen to get official pole position after the sprint race, then Hamilton to win. Yeah. 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 Well, we shall see. Any any other crazy or not so crazy predictions people want to? Uh, actually, who? Where are the other Brits going to finish in the main race? George Russell is going to be fourteenth. Lando Norris is going to be fifth. Okay, Russell eleventh. Norris third. Oh, that'd be no. fun. Norris fourth. Russell DNF. <laughs> well, there we go. There's some completely arbitrary predictions there, which we will forget. But, Freddie, you have a quiz for us. The first quiz for a while, and it is me versus Nigel. If you want oh, to take yes, it from it's the, it's the Nigel Chu versus Adam Dickinson. Uh, oh, fight? Bout? Um, head to head? Yeah. Tete tete? I am Conor McGregor in this fight. I'm going to break tete-tete. my leg. Tete tete. I like that. Tete tete. It's the tete tete of Adam and Nigel. And Conor McGregor. <laughs> Another theme tune has developed. Um, yeah. Right. So, the Silverstone, <laughs> seem, Silverstone seems to have got a little bit of a reputation on our podcast to, for me, from the quizzes being weird. So, last year, before the British Grand Prix, Nigel did some weird word association thing as a way to shake up the format, and it was fun. The next oh, time man. Adam did it, well, I do. Um, the next week, Adam decided to quiz us on the 1950 um, season oh, yeah. because it was that. the 70th anniversary Grand Prix. <laughs> I've forgotten that. So to give it a little bit of a flavour to it, I couldn't think of anything. So um, oh. what we're going to do is we're going to celebrate the release of F1 2021, which oh, no. is coming out to pre-orders oh, no. tomorrow and is, um, of the recordings coming out this week, basically. So we're going to discuss the Formula One Codemasters F1 2021 driver ratings and they're going to do a um, not do my driver ratings instead please no we're going to do a sort of <laughs> higher or lower format where um, I'm going to say a number and you're going to um, and we're going to put a driver out there and you're going to say if the if the official rating is higher or lower than that number do you think that works oh, okay. I don't know I'm coming up with this on the spot. I like that. Um, I like that. That's the best um, format I've had yet. I do need to find a notebook so I can write this Apart down. Apart from when you two um, named every single world champion. We did a very good <laughs> job of that. That was very um, good. Right. I'm trying to find a notebook. The most impressive things I've seen this year on, this, on, on Zoom. The most impressive thing you've seen on Zoom. I, I saw Drag yeah. Bingo on Zoom. That was quite fun. Oh. Um, I, I can't remember if I've said this before, but on uh, Zoom-sponsored 
part of the track at least for the French Grand Prix. Um, so some very witty person on Twitter <laughs> took a screen grab of one of the Ferraris. It might be Leclerc going going past all the logos that <laughs> said Zoom and put, oh, they finally decided to use uh, subtitles for F1, which <laughs> I thought was very good. I was picked up by every account in the world um, to make yeah. the same joke. Um, mm. Even which Adam's. is even Adam just made it now. Um, yeah. Thief, the winging F1 account, winging it F1. Here we are for the. I just dropped a water bottle. The winging it F1, Codemasters driver We're racing it quiz. bonanza extravaganza tete tete quiz. Right, so we're going to start at the very bottom. A very interesting place to start. Right, I'm going to give you a number for Nikita Mazepin's driver rating. And you're going to have to say if it's higher or lower. Adam, we're starting with you. Okay, the number we're going with is 65. Higher or lower? Lower. Nigel, higher or lower? Higher. Nigel wins the point. It was 67. Yes, get in. Just that, uh, just that key knowledge in there, you know. Just that. Them, them nine races, it's pretty, pretty obvious that his rated is 67. Yes, 67. Oh, is it 67? Has, it is 67, <laughs> but you said 65. And then I said, yes, it's higher, so oh. it's 67. Yeah. Um, even going to go to his teammate, Mick Schumacher. 67, higher or lower? Nigel, higher. you can go first. Uh, Adam said higher. higher. You oh. both get a point. Oh, it's 76. Really? Yeah. He's that much higher than Nikita Mazepin. Oh, that's yeah, mostly he does because 50 seconds ahead every race. He has 83. <laughs> he has 83 for pace. Wow. Oh, no. I know. They got the same amount of experience racing. Yes, they're both 47 experience. Oh. Wow. It's more experience than Mason Mount, anyway. Uh... <laughs> oh. Quite a lot of experience. Yeah, he didn't lose it much in the tournament. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I like Mason. Right before Nigel spontaneously well. combusts, um, <laughs> Nicholas Latifi. I'll probably win the quiz. Nicholas Latifi. Going to give you a number. We're going to say higher or lower. The number is going to be seventy-four. Higher or lower? Adam, you're first. Oh. Can Nigel go first? No, because Nigel went first with the last question. It's 50-50 choice, mate. It's not that. It's not yeah, that. no. Okay, okay, <laughs> Nigel. What do you think for it? Uh, I think it's lower. Okay. Adam? I'll go higher. Oh, Nigel gets the point again. It's yeah. lower. 71. Way lower was... than Mick Schumacher. I think Schumacher threw you off. I can see me, it. Yeah. I could see the cogs whirring of, but I think Latifi's better than Mick Schumacher, but this is a game. <laughs> I, yeah, it, it wasn't that. It was so much, I thought they'd rate Latifi higher because he's a second season. More. Yeah, yes. I thought. Or his experience yeah. is 55, which is logically um, wrong. Well, his experience is more than Antonio Giovinazzi, despite Antonio Giovinazzi having a whole full, full season more than him. But that's the arbitrary rating of this these drivers which we're using in this quiz for fun. Yeah. Um, sticking with Williams, George Russell. Nigel, you're going first with this, by the way. And I'm going to say 86, higher or lower? Oh. 
Got to be lower. It's too high. Far too high. Okay. Adam, 86, higher or lower? I'll go lower as well. Yes, you both get the point. What do you think is what do you think it is? How much lower for an 86? Five lower. 81, you think, yeah. You think he's 81? He's 84. Oh. All right. Overrated. Okay. <laughs> 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 so that's 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 saying that about. Um, yeah. Okay, right. Now we're going to go on to um, Antonio Giovinazzi. We're going to say 73, higher or lower. Adam, you're first. Uh, higher. Higher, higher as well. Yes, it's way high. 79. Yeah. Nigel, you've not got one wrong yet. Remarkable. Nigel's on five, Adam's on three. We've still got 15 drivers to get through. Um, (laughs) But it's actually, you know, it's going okay. Um, Kimi Raikkonen. Now, this is one of those ones where you'll think, what? Um, So, we're going to go... 86, higher or lower? Higher. Lower. Oh, Nigel gets the point again. 87. Uh, He's got 99 experience. <laughs> if I just... Wow. You can't, like... I wouldn't put... I know it's arbitrary and know it's a game, but, like, George Russell... Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's, exa- exa- that's exactly what I think, actually. I think Riker is better than Russell. He said he was just thinking the average. Forget the Mercedes seat, actually. <laughs> thinking about it. Right, <laughs> right we're going to go to the seventh best team, which is in the constructors, which I think is Alpine. Is it? I think I think Alpine's seventh in the constructors yeah. this year. They'll probably, um, they'll probably finish seventh. But yeah. All right. Esteban Ocon. 83, higher or lower? Nigel. I want you to go first because I've lost all measure of whose turn I it think, is. I think that's lower, Freddie. Lower, lower than 83. Okay. Yeah. I'll go lower as well. Oh, you're both wrong. Oh. 86. 86. Higher than Russell. Russell. Wow. <laughs> way better than Russell. <laughs> he's nearly as. He's one off Nigel world agrees champion with Kimi that. Raikkonen. 2007 world champion <laughs> Esteban Ocon. Um, that's a different different history. Okay, so we're going to go to Esteban Ocon's <clears throat> teammate, who is two-time world champion Fernando Alonso. Schitthauser extraordinaire, Fernando Alonso, you could say. Um, right. 90. Higher or lower? Nigel, higher. Lower. Lower. Adam gets the point. His first oh. win over Nigel. 89, Fernando Alonso. Oh, it should be higher than 90. So am I two behind Nigel now? Yeah, you're two behind. It's 6-4 after eight drivers. As we move oh, on to... Lower than that. <laughs> Alpha Tauri. <laughs> okay, we're going to start with... Yuki Tsunoda. And we're going to say 73, higher or lower? Lower. Lower from Adam? Nigel, higher or lower yeah, than 73? Lower. Yeah. Lower? You're both wrong. Really? really? Both wrong. Do you want to guess how much higher than 73 he is? Two. Okay. Yeah. 
Do you think he's got 75, Nigel? What do you think? Yeah, yeah 75, yeah. I'd agree with that. 82. Are what? You serious? I am serious. He has 88 for Racecraft. Well, well, where has... is this game made? Is it made in yeah. Japan, is it? <laughs> made in, it's made in Birmingham, mate. Oh. He's got 86. He's made pace. down the road from where I am. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Yuki Sonoda. And I'm going to throw the next driver to you. Pierre Gasly. Literally. Pierre yeah. Gasly. Let's go 89, higher or lower. Got to be lower. Got to be lower. Um, I'll go higher. Oh, Adam gets the point again. What do you think? Ninety or ninety-one? Ninety. He's a ninety driver. It's Pierre Gasly, and he has fifty-nine experience, which is um, like um, just so random, like. George Russell's got 60 experience, but Pierre Gasly's done a season and a half more than him. But anyway, um, <laughs> just to wind up this entire world. Aston Martin time now, guys. And we're going to start with Lance Stroll. Lance Stroll. And we're going to go 84, higher or lower? Lower. 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 You're both right. God seven man. seven six. Sebastian Vettel. Ninety higher or lower? Come on, they're going higher. quick. Higher, higher, higher from both. You're both wrong. Eighty nine. All right. Same as ones. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I think yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> McLaren. Lando Norris, 89, higher or lower? Lower. Mm. Lower? Yeah, I'll go lower. Oh, you're both wrong again. Uh, 91. Oh, this is stupid now. <laughs> this is, this, this, I've, I've got a new... <laughs> no, 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 91 know. for Norris seems pretty fair, to be honest. Daniel like, Ricciardo... 89, higher or lower? Lower. Higher. Oh, Adam gets the point. No, that's 90. He's 90. That's an up 90. Should be more like nine. <laughs> Should be more <laughs> like nine. <laughs> if, if, you, if you're judging it like, because this is a driver that you bring into your team, so it's McLaren that's ruined him, but they that won't be... An element of the driver. So, bring, so anyway. bring him into your team and he's half a second behind, behind your teammate. Only if you're McLaren, though. Okay. We've had 14 drivers. <laughs> yep. You've both, set, you've both got to seven go. points. We've got Ferrari, Mercedes and Red Bull to go. We're going to go to Ferrari. Carlos Sainz, 89, higher or lower? Lower. Lower? 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 Yeah. Point each, 87. Yeah. Charles Leclerc, 89, higher or lower? Higher. Higher? Lower. Oh, Adam takes the lead. Yes, come on. 88. 
Pachala. That's ridiculous. He's below Vettel. Did they not watch the last few seasons at Ferrari? <laughs> well, we've only got two teams left. Yeah, and they're going to start with Sergio Perez. 90, higher or lower? Lower. Lower. Correct, lower. What is it? It is 87. That's 10 points to Adam, 9 points to Nigel. Three drivers to go. Valtteri Bottas. 90, higher or lower? Higher. Higher. Could this be for the game point? Yeah, higher. Oh, and you both get a point. 92. Okay, Nigel's on 10. Adam's on 11. As we go to Max Verstappen. 94, higher or lower? Higher. Lower. Lower. For the championship. For the tete-a-tete. Oh. <laughs> Adam Dickinson wins. Uh, 95. It was higher. Woo! Anyone wants to take a guess at Lewis Hamilton's figure? 100. No. 99. 96. <laughs> no. Lower. 95. Yes. Level with yeah. Max 95 95. 95. Well then, Adam. 12 oh. points. So Nigel. Was a good Brilliant. Quiz. 10 in the end. Um, that's it. The quiz. Yeah, well, thank you very much for listening, sitting through that. How did you do in the quiz guesses? Yeah, I'm probably, pro- probably better than us. But, <laughs> but than anyway, yeah, I hope you enjoy the British Grand Prix and we will see you after the race to discuss whatever happened in it. And Nigel can be angry at sprint qualifying again. So see you then. Bye, everybody.